Our scripture text this morning is from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the blood of the eternal covenant, so that you may do his will, being in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good to see about the anthem, but that laugh, it was beautiful. I don't know, I, I, I just, I love chords that sort of, I don't know, it was beautiful. Thank you. I don't know what I'm saying. It was beautiful. Um, you, you guys know what I'm talking about, though, right? It was, it was, um, okay, I'm going to do something that I, on one hand, number of times that, that I have done this and still have fingers left over, uh, I'm reusing a sermon that I have already preached here. Um, my, when I originally wrote the series that we did um, called to, uh, the Le- to the Hebrews, uh, I gave this sermon on August 25th, 2019. Little did I or any of us know that within a few short months, the world would be back. And little did we know we would lose people we know. Little we know that our regular daily activities would come to a halt and we would have to think differently about just normal things, how we would go about the most days. And my family would be plunged this message in one of the toughest, this was unexpected, personal seasons that we have gone through. A season that still hasn't quite. So why did I choose to pull because it's a sermon about hope. It's a sermon for those who are tired and who might be struggling in their faith because of their weariness. It's not a sermon the weary. In August of 2019, we didn't the reminders this sermon gives, but we do now. So I invite you into this hopeful message from the letter to the Hebrews, so may we all lean in the Spirit as we are reminded and how we can... So the letter of Hebrews is written to Jewish Christians who were likely undergoing some very fierce persecution because of their faith in Christ Jesus, physical persecution, and from the Romans. This was a leader in... Um, anything, anyone know anything about uh, Nero's leadership? No, so I can say anything I want uh, here at this point, and you'll believe me. Well, let's just put it in this nutshell. He was crazy. And like, I remember reading in my church history, he would kill these Christians, and he, this is, use them torches to light up his parties. Right? He was just like, cuckoo. He was wild and crazy. And so they were undergoing persecution from that aspect, but from their, their brothers and sisters, right, who weren't there, right? So they were getting it. Members, their friends were in prison who they could Christ to be. So in other words, their faith had cost them dearly, and some of them faced the danger of just giving up and drifting away from some strange teachings that were just about Jesus. And so this, so to speak, is a rally cry to persevere, to press on, to keep running the race in the midst of a very difficult and dysfunctional world. 
to persevere. Still working, to go working the world for good, to make it whole and complete. And so this letter was meant to awaken these worn out, broken down beliefs. They'd already been taught this for them because of If we take a 30,000 foot view of this entire sermon, we see that the author, and this is, this is Susan's summary of the book of Hebrews. This is the way that I see it with, with some study behind it. He starts with why chapters on that. Then he tells them how, what a life chooses to persevere in faith looks like. So first, why? Okay, why should they persevere in, in their faith in Christ when the world was making it so incredible? You know, why risk their safe and ridiculed? Well, if you look over the first half to read every word of every chapter, you can really, if you've got a good study Bible um, or a Bible with headings at all, you can take a cursory view and you can see this. But he spends all of that in it as well, but mostly theology for them about who accomplished for the world. So the summary statement of all those first 10 chapters could be Jesus is superior to everything. I mean, that would be a great summary statement. To um, how he begins the one through four. He says this, in many ways by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world's glory. And the exact, and he sustains all things. Purification ends. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. I mean, this is who Jesus is. Is also our great high priest. In other words, Jesus is why we persevere. The God who created the world. The God who holds all things together by just his word, his breath, for our sins. He, we can persevere in his name. We can be vulnerable because Jesus was vulnerable. We can believe in, in the redemption of the world has completed every and he has sat down at the right hand of the Father. It is finished. It is done. It just hasn't happened completely for us, for us because unlike God, we live on redemptive work is already are still moving toward it. God sees it as finished. And here's a big point the author of Hebrews makes. Everyone clinging to faith in Christ can see it. This is what he addresses in John before us in the faith. Saw and read it, the promises of God. It hadn't happened fully for them yet, but they could see it. And everything they did, they pressed on toward it in faith, living their day-to-day -day life of what they saw and believed. First argument to these tired people, this redemptive work is why they could persevere in a world that was in so much turmoil. And then he moves on to how. You know, how are you to persevere? He says they do it by holding tight to all out for them. Again, this is, but he lays it all out for them. Don't just passively agree with it. Take it and hold on to it so tightly 
and never let it go. So listen to Hebrews chapter 6. to show even more clearly to the nature of his purpose. He guaranteed that through two untrue things in which it is impossible that God would prove false, we who have taken refuge might be strongly encouraged to seize the hope set before us. That we hope might possibly one day, right? Our hope is accomplished for us what God promised to do. Hebrews 10, 19, he says, Therefore, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Let us hold out wavering for he who is coming that the redemption of your life will happen, the redemption of your pain, he who is promised is faithful. And when we hold on tight to who Jesus is and what he has done, else through that lens... The arguing, the bitterness, the chaos, the sickness that we see in this world, then we'll gain the right perspective on all of that perspective. And when we have the persevere through it. Um, You've seen this video before, possibly. It's one of my favorite illustrations of proper perspective. It's the art of Bernard Pross. He's a French artist who uses junk to of art um, in order to lead me to have the right perspective. So all you see is a pile of junk. Nothing looks like it makes any sense. But when you walk over and you look through the lens, then you're positioned to have the right perspective to see. It's actually a, it's only when you look with the right artist and did you to see. Isn't that cool? We need to look at the world and our lives, us, the right perspective. The work he's done, the love, power that we in the Holy Spirit, that is the right lens. If we look at the world, if we look at ourselves for that matter, through any other lens, then the love of God revealed in Jesus, that in Jesus and for all, his redemptive work in the world to see. That God is making all things new, even today when it seems like everything is just falling apart. We will lose hope and we will be discouraged and we'll be inadequate for the world and incomplete. Unlike suffering without Jesus. You know, without his redemptive work, the suffering of the world looks hopeless. It looks like a big pile of junk that God has led him to make any sense. But when we came from a divine perspective, our suffering can be transformed. The suffering of the world can and will be transformed. We can see that even the suffering Jesus went through didn't serve to diminish him or his mission in any way. Own more fully brings life from death. So when I see the suffering of the world, through the lens of Jesus, my hope. And I believe that the same power that is available to me can be transformed to life. Anxiety, transformed to order, pain, transformed to peace and comfort, illness, transformed to healing, right? Jesus changes everything through the lens of Jesus. Our hope that way, through whom God works 
You know, when you understand who Jesus is, you understand who you were created to be. A partner with God. And broken down, chaotic, your life. And he, so that you can be of healing and further redemption in this world. So why do we persevere? Because of Jesus. How do we persevere? By seizing the clinging to it. Now we finally reach the last chapter. We see that for the first time in this letter, the author gets totally concrete with these people, letting them know what a life that seizes hope looks like in the everyday stuff of life as a person, the hope of Jesus. And here's him in his 13. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Remember those who are in prison. Remember those who to you. Let marriage, marriage bed be kept undefiled of money. Be content with what you have. Remember your leaders. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. Be strengthened by grace. Through Jesus, continually do not neglect to do, obey your leaders. They are keeping watch over your souls. Now, I presented all this to you this way because I wanted you to have a visual of the type of instruction that this is. Those slides in super summary form, uh, or one you might remember. If, okay, repeat after Paranesis. It's not some weird body part. It's just a, a, a scholarly word, okay? Paranesis. Paranesis. This is paranetical things that, that the author here, not new instructions. They've heard before. They have been living in these things, but again, they're just losing their passion, right? They're losing their energy because of all the difficulties they're facing, and they're starting to want trouble really worth it. And they just needed to be reminded lives of love that please the Father. And, you know, we need to be reminded too, don't we? It's so tempting to just let our faith be nothing more than happy, feel-good, quotable statement and positive about love. I tweet some, you know, Christian person, then I'm doing good. I mean, if we limit it to that, we're really missing out. It's so easy to fall into a lazy form of Christianity that doesn't require anything from us. Though it can get exhausting. And sometimes we're so exhausted by what we're going through. It just gets hard to do it sometimes. But when we remember, right, we re remember who Jesus is. We remember redemption of the world that we loved. When we remember that because of what he's done, he is worthy of us going to the effort and giving him our whole lives, then we're able to press on. Listen to Spotify. I don't know what kind of music you use to listen to music. Spotify is my song a couple of years ago um, by a guy named Andrew Peterson. It's called Is He Worthy? Chris Tomlin has been doing this, so you may have heard this on the radio uh, for the past little bit. I think about uh, the letter in the same direction. You know, that they've kind of... Um, and so what I want us to do is... I'm not going to sing it to you. Nobody wants that. But um, 
we're going to use the lyrics of the song as a call and response because it is set up perfectly to come down to you. Oh, so y'all go ahead and be brave. Y'all are so gracious to me. Thank you. I'm going to stand up up here. Okay. And so I want you to respond. Um, everything's going to be on the slide. Respond like yes with 100% of You're not going to let me hang. Choir, y'all aren't going to leave me hanging, are you? Blow my hair. Part my hair in the back with your response, okay? All right, here we go. We got it? Yes. Do you feel the... Mm. Do you feel the shadows? Do you know that all the dark won't stop? Dish that you could see it all made new? Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? Is the glory of the Lord? Is it good that we re Does the Father truly spirit move us? And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those he loves? Does our God intend to dwell again with us? Is he worthy of all blessings? Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the reminders we've heard this morning. That in you there is redemption of all things. Even death because of your work. To hold right, to hold fast to stay strong, to not give up on you, to lean into you, and for this world can't distract that is in you. Help can see the restorations and see all things made new. Give us sneak peeks of that in our daily lives, Lord. Help us to see it. Bring forth redemption now. We ask name. Amen.